Nissan Spin Doctors have brilliantly turned into a positive the recent boning of 20,000 workers and the company generally gutting itself in a desperate bid for profitability. Unfortunately though, Nissan's terminally ill operation here in Australia remains open, but surely not for too much longer. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their brand new cars. Yeah, even Nissans. Hit me up on the website. Friday was fairly average overall, I'd have to say, until this email alert from deep in the turd mine crossed my desk. Nissan unveils transformation plan to prioritise sustainable growth and profitability. We live in a world so incredibly rich in bullshit that most people can no longer even smell it. But I gotta say, that's some export grade bullshit right there. Yes. Allow me to translate. What they're saying is, we fucked up so badly since the GFC allowing R&D to stagnate with management quadriplegia and a crooked Lebo dwarf steering the ship, and our vehicles have thus become so profoundly crap that now we're forced to bone 20,000 workers, clone a bunch of Renaults and close a bunch of factories, which really must be the icing on the cake for those affected in the midst of a global pandemic when you think about it. So, we're putting our best communications people on this, and I'm sure they'll be able to talk it up, at least to the satisfaction of a retarded motoring press. In a nutshell, senior executive chumps at Nissan, such as CEO Makoto Uchida, and I'm not even sure he'd fit in a double base box if he needed to, I don't know, flee to dog shitterstan for some reason in the future, just saying. Makoto Uchida will close Nissan factories in Spain and Indonesia. The company will pull out of South Korea and the vestigial Datsun business is going to go 100% perestroika in Russia. Nissan will kill more than 14 of its current vehicles, and there'll be some, you know, non-specific boning in North America as well, just for consistency. So that's all fairly positive for the car-buying population of the world, I suggest. Kudos to Nissan for moving in this bold way to make market choices somewhat less shit. The moves should cut about 300 billion yen from the Nissan bottom line. That's about Four billion shitsvillian micro-pesos, I think. Roughly the same amount Big Carlos was dropping on high-class hookers every month before, you know, the big escape. May not be true. The four-year plan is focused on two strategic areas, building on Nissan's reputation for innovation, craftsmanship, customer focus and quality, alongside an ongoing cultural transformation. Nauseating, isn't it? In the context of respect for the truth. Makoto Uchida, or as I prefer to think of him, Japanese Carlos, actually said this all with a straight face. 
And bear in mind, he just signed off on boning 20,000 employees. In this new era, Nissan remains people-focused to deliver technologies for all people and to continue addressing challenges as only Nissan can. This coincides with the restoration of a culture defined by Nissan-ness for a new era. Japanese car loss there, approximately as in touch with ambient reality as many CEOs I've met. So that's nice. Nissan-ness. That explains the vomit bag in the physical press pack. They do think of everything. My bold prediction here is that during this bold transformation, Nissan Schittsville will continue to perform just like a scrotum deep in an ice bath. In the full insomnia-curing press release, of course, yesterday, spin doctor dickheads explain, if that's the right word, that the ongoing cultural transformation of the company meaning their desperate struggle not to drown, will include alliance partners to share resources, including production models and technologies. Meaning future Nissans will increasingly be hastily cloned Renaults and Mitsubishis, seeing as the three of them are all joined at the hip now. Triton Ute, meet your dizygotic twin, Navara, etc. On this issue, okay, if the next Navara is actually a Triton, win for Navara. But if the next Triton is a Navara, what an epic fail for Mitsubishi. Let us hope some Mitsubishi dudes do most of the R&D there. As for giving a shit at the highest level about markets like Australia, Japanese Carlos, who probably would fit in a musical instrument case of some kind, I suppose, says the company will be prioritising core markets and core products, including focusing Nissan's core operations in the markets of Japan, China and North America, and leveraging the alliance assets to maintain Nissan's business at appropriate operational level in South America, ASEAN and Europe. So let us join the dots on this briefly. Nissan Schittsville has doubtless already placed a call to Dr. Kevorkian, via Ouija board, obviously, to outline its bold plan and next steps as a cultural reform sideshow within the Nissan ecosystem. In Australia, Nissan sales have plummeted by 24 incredible percent in just four years, and that's been a fairly consistent crash. It's definitely not the pandemic doing this, but I'm sure it will disproportionately shoulder the blame once we give it to the spin doctors. What's actually responsible is third-rate products and extremely poor management choices. Choices like following the same retarded trajectory as Holden, losing touch with ordinary car buyers by pursuing this indefensible objective, seemingly to want to occupy the summit of bullshit mountain by attempting to appease the hyper-woke, politically correct nutjob brigade. I just don't get that. Isn't the mission to sell cars? Anyway, the zombie apocalypse has not helped. Local sales are down a further 23% year on year, but any suggestion that this is a response to the pandemic 
is unmitigated bullshit. I wouldn't give Nissan Strayer another five years, frankly. Shitsville is not in the company's core business. According to Japanese Carlos, they're already on life support and if they are to survive, they would need an extremely dynamic management team. So, survival is a pipe dream, down under, basically. I would not want to buy a Nissan now in Shitsville and see the brand collapse in the manner of Holden, which we've just observed, let's not forget, and then be forced to deal with a similar depreciation disaster and servicing and support apocalypse. This situation would inform my decision about which brands to consider if I had any cash in my pocket devoted to a new car purchase today or in coming months. I guess one core question is, should you be sorry to see them go? Does Nissan's presence add something tangible or intrinsic to the fabric of Schittsville, like our other key cultural icons. For guidance on this Vexed issue, I look to dudes like Michael West and his hit parade of the top 40 tax dodgers, which is very interesting reading indeed. Some car makers quite prominent there. In three years, Nissan Schittsville managed to suck $7.2 billion out of pockets just like yours, in total sales. Because they're so shit at doing business, however, or perhaps because their accountants are quite adept, this translated to just $22.5 million in taxable income. And when you think about it, that's a margin of three-tenths of 1%. So well done there, you corporate dipshits. But the real triumph is the tax payable, okay? $476. That's right. An anorexic $476. As Michael West puts it, the value of a second-hand surfboard. Imagine if your salary was 22.5 million big ones and the tax you paid was 476 bucks. I mean, happy days. Things are certainly quite different up the big end of town, disgracefully enough. Nissan exists in Australia, selling objectively shit products to mainly uninformed punters and failing to contribute to the good of the nation, insofar as I can see. Except, of course, in the context of entertainment. Let's dive deep. Let's dive deep. Let's dive deep. Let's dive deep. For this reason, I say to Stephen Lester, the clerical type in charge of upwards appeasement here in Shitsville, respectfully, sex and travel time, mate. Nissan Shitsville can be the next brand to fuck right off out of the local motoring landscape as far as I am concerned. And if not you, then Jeep, perhaps followed by you shortly thereafter. This will improve the immunity of the herd generally, I think you'd agree, as well as being a plus for society broadly, as I carve these things up anyway. Remaining brands will assimilate Nissan's dwindling sales quite quickly if that happens. Available shit choices will be somewhat reduced, so consumers will be intrinsically better off, and I will certainly not be the only one not sorry to see Nissan 
go. 